Anything else, or should we get at it? Let's get at it. Let's get at it. Wiggle, wag it. Let's get (laughs) back at it. (laughs) The back really throws me off. The back, you know, didn't work at all. (laughs) Didn't it? Uh, Guys, it's a slant line. (laughs) Mm, It's just a bad thing to say. (laughs) What that is. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the podcast about a podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. Happy March to all of you. It's meteorological spring, although my house is currently covered in three feet of ice and snow, so that's great. Today we have a fresh recap of last week's TBTL, and joining me for this Boot the Boys episode from Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's the one, the only Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. I was about to complain about the weather because it's like 45 and sort of rainy, but like, I, which is really Aww. shitty for here. I know. It's March. Why is it? <laughs> but I don't even know what. I thought you were going to say three inches. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> three feet? What does that mean? It's awesome. And from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> it's Meredith the MVH Van Harn. Good morning, oh, Meredith. Ain't that the truth? Good morning, Ann. Have you written a check for anything this week? Oh, about $650 on just random electrical work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't even know why. I don't know what it, I don't know why. I don't know what he did. You always fail to remember that after you pay the big check on the down payment or whatever at closing, that's just the start yep. of the cost. Oh, and it never ever ends, does it? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Never. I'm glad that I own a house, but sometimes I just yearn for the days of renting where you're like, somebody Mm -hmm. come fix something. I don't want to pay for it, Um, which is the tone I would use every time. But with a house, it's always something and you have to pay for it. And I'm looking around thinking, is anybody else going to deal with this? No, just me. (laughs) No, just me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I came home from San Francisco. I went for my birthday one year. And so I can't, it's like. 9 30 p.m on a sunday night after i've spent the weekend in san francisco and i walked in the door and i heard dripping in the living room and i was like no (laughs) no i don't want to this is why you have to have a partner i don't care if it's a husband or a boyfriend if it's a man or a woman you just need somebody else who has an equal priority as you do for taking care of this stuff yes. everybody else can be sympathetic and say i'm glad that all right i'm so sorry that sucks for you but nobody else has to deal with it mm-hmm. it's so true and the, actually you need to find somebody who <clears throat> i'm the freaker outer of the family for things like this anything that happens with the house i'm like what no it's so expensive <laughs> and dave was like you need to calm down. It's going to be okay. We'll figure it out. It's going to be okay. Anything. I'm like, ah. So, yeah, you have to find somebody who's 
it, like it, you, the opposite of you temperamentally. I haven't honest. really freaked out about anything as I, much terrible stuff as has happened. I kind of am just like, well, this is why I saved a bunch of money. You know, yeah, like, yeah, this I, is what it's for. I've got yes. it. It's okay. If I didn't have the money, that would be a totally different story. I would oh, be yeah. crying in the corner right now. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm okay. And, you know, the house isn't going to burn down. That gives me some peace of mind. So right. it's worth it. And I, you know, I rented for a long time and I hated um, hiding my cats because I always had more cats than I was allowed to. <laughs> 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 so there's the, 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 the fact that I can accumulate as many as I want now is, is pretty priceless to me. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know. This is just the beginning. Soon you'll have enough to do one of those cat shows. Yes. <laughs> is that called Hoarders? <laughs> If uh, if somebody has to go in and clean it out and there's a, a flat cat underneath a pizza box, <laughs> that's hoarders for sure. I'm not there yet. Cat. But I, I, I don't see that happening no, for you. No. Cat's in the freezer. Good Lord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on from this <laughs> talk that's starting to get a little dis- disturbing. Uh, today is the dawning of a new era on the LRB. We got rid of the guys. It's only ladies from now on. Yep. Finally. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. We love the guys, even if it does yeah. seem like Mike is sometimes doing a completely different <laughs> podcast than the rest of us. <laughs> um, as always, we're going to take care of some LRB business, but then we're going to try a new and kind of different style of recap, which I think we'll figure out as we go. And then we'll go back to the familiar by doing some housekeeping and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. So let's do a little bit of business. Uh, We released a final Friday show this week and it was, I I mean, I'm not sure what happened. It was just out of control. I'm sad that I was asleep for that. (laughs) I really wish I'd been. It was so fun to listen to though. You know, I will, this is from my beloved but dave did say that he had to close his office door because he was laughing so hard at (laughs) the the grandma from north carolina like i've talked about that before how annoying it is when people are just like i don't know like why 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 are you even shut up grandma oh it's so good it's so good yes it was fun so if you haven't listened to it we pardon me we went through and uh, looked at a bunch of your Amazon purchases. There are a lot of fun things. Uh, Meredith, one of the things that we talked about, you, I mean, I don't know if confess would be the right word. Own up. Yeah. You let us know that one of the things that we talked about was yours. Yeah, it was the cycling hat, um, the rainbow cycling hat. And I chose it because it really is the best design if you're cycling. It fits under your helmet and it blocks the sun without blocking your vision. But they look extremely dorky. But I liked the design of that one. I like the colors on it. It's white and has a rainbow stripe along the, the top. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my confession. <laughs> I was just very confused because they used so many activities when describing what you used it for. Yeah, but you probably you could put it under under a motorcycle helmet then, you right? You could, I guess. I probably wouldn't, but if that's just search engine optimization, right? They're just trying to sure. game the system. Sure. And they said it was for men, so don't tell anyone that I bought it. <laughs> Manhead. That's me. 
So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, or maybe you don't normally listen to the Friday shows because you're only here for the TBTL talk, uh, I recommend that you go back and listen to it because I did think that it was it was pretty fun. Was we had fun. a good time. It was really fun. Um, let's move on to talking about this new format that we're trying out. Um, we've had discussions going back for quite a while now about how best to make the show fun for you guys and for us, frankly. And it's kind of a slog to be taking notes on days. And I think our shows have been really long lately. Mm -hmm. Just (laughs) uh, like, I think Bobby said when you're, when we're recording and we're just like finishing up Tuesday and you're watching the time bar on audacity, like roll across the hour mark and you start to feel a little panicky. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not our intent to have a two plus hour show every time. And I think that the way that we've been taking these detailed notes makes us kind of nitpick too much and go to point by point. So we were looking for a way to kind of, uh, make the TBTL listening easier and more enjoyable and kind of keep, I don't know, keep the recaps more focused, maybe. And um, and so we came up with this new idea. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. It was the brainchild of one Phyllis Edna Fletcher. <laughs> and I think that when you have someone who is a professional radio person and a podcast editor yes. tell yeah. you that you should try this then you should try it exactly. if it doesn't work it doesn't work but we're going to give it a whirl and see how it goes and of course we want feedback on it if you liked it if you think we should do something different if you liked it but you think it needs improvement just let us know you know how to get a hold of us and we're more than happy to take your thoughts and opinions into account because we're not doing this for us we're doing this for everybody. So if it's not working for you, let us know. And we'll, I don't know. We'll tweak it. We don't have any other ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. We do. Yeah. Help us, please. <laughs> it's nice not to feel like uh, chained to a desk yes. when I'm listening to my yes. days because I have to have pencil and paper, so to speak, at hand so I can actually go do other things while I'm listening to TBTL and then when you have a week like this where there was like 10 and a half hours of content it doesn't feel like such a huge commitment yeah I don't know how this is going to turn out but I just speaking for myself this week of listening for me was a lot more enjoyable and relaxed I agree Mm -hmm. I agree I remember in like ninth grade um we had to read the book The Chosen did y'all ever read that I think so. No. I loved it. It was like, it's one of my favorite books, but it was the one time I was enjoying it, but I was, you know, when you're in school, you're sort of taking notes or trying to pay attention because there's a test or whatever. Oh, and Chaim Potok. Uh, yes. Yes. I loved that. And I loved the follow-up book yes. too. So good. My so name I, is Asher Lev. Is that the? I, yeah, I think so. Um, but I remember just putting down my study guide or whatever and just thinking, I'm just going to read this. And it has stuck with me more than anything else because I didn't have to, I wasn't doing, my brain wasn't doing two different things. It wasn't trying to remember stuff. It was just absorbing the story. And I enjoyed it so much more than like, 
Heart of Darkness, which I fucking hate. So <laughs> like, uh, so <laughs> I, I, I think that this is good. I think it made me, it was the first week of TBTL where I kind of, in a while where I, I did enjoy it. I mean, of course I am annoyed with them on several different um, levels, but like I enjoyed it and got a kick out of a lot of stuff. Let me sharpshoot myself. This follow-up is called The Promise. Oh, that's right. Ashley Love is a different <laughs> series by the same guy. Well, and I, I think it helps, too, that something that made me mad on the show, um, I think quite often I forgot about it. Yeah. Rather than <laughs> when yeah. we take the notes, I write it all down and then I get mad about it again <laughs> on the recap. <laughs> we need to turn turn the nose up on this negativity train a little bit. <laughs> yes, we do. So, um, as I said, let us know how you feel about it, and we'll see how this goes. Yep. Um, Hillary. Yes. <laughs> Some personal news. I, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know how I feel, since Dave's probably going to hear this, that you wrote, Hillary went out to a shitty concert. <laughs> <laughs> It's shitty for me. Actually, though, we did leave early because Dave was like, I think I might be too old for this. So, <laughs> oh, no. He's not. But we went to, um, on Wednesday night, I, Dave's birthday is in January, and I would bought him tickets uh, to this band called the Dropkick Murphys, which are really famous. They're just not famous to me. It's not my style of music. It's sort of Irish. Well, they're from Boston, but like punk kind of do they have a fiddle no i wish i would have kind of been into it but there you've heard the they have one really famous song that was in like the departed and you've heard it before yeah i do know them um anyway we went to it and i was like i'm just gonna enjoy it i like stubs that's the venue it was at it's an outdoor place and it was nice on wednesday and we got kind of close, and all of a sudden I looked, and there were people moshing in front of us and throwing their beers up in the air. And I was like, mm-hmm. nope, I'm backing it up. So we backed it up. I I felt like such a millennial because I was basically checking my phone the whole time because I just, <laughs> like, I don't care about this music at all. I was happy to go because, you know, he loves it, and I was happy to be there and support him. But, yeah, at about 9.45, we're like, we're tired and old, and it's Wednesday, and it's loud, Let's go. <laughs> but I felt very cool that I went out on a Wednesday, but I was exhausted <laughs> on Thursday. Uh, and I have a concert to go to next Sunday, which I'm very excited about. And I feel very cool, again, that I'm going to two different shows, like, in a month. But um, but I'm pretty exhausted for Monday morning because I, I can't do this anymore. I never really could, but I really can't do it now that I'm 40. I have that same experience every time I go out to a show. I yes. think the last one I went to was like in June. I went to Princess Nokia, and it was amazing. And it was so I'm so glad that I went, but I was like, ugh, I, I need know. to go home. I can't I be know. out until 1 in the morning. No, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. I'm like, should I take Monday off? I'm going to see Casey Musgraves, so it's not like going to be a oh, wild be time. Nice. I'm so excited. Um, and it's during South by Southwest, uh, and I'm like, are there celebrities gonna be there like i'm looking around probably (laughs) oh um also the tickets are sold out and i mean i bought mine right when they went on sale and it was like 50 dollars. but i just looked on stubhub and tickets are going for 300 dollars. and dave each and dave's like should we sell our tickets and i'm like no shut your mouth we're not selling our tickets (laughs) i went to goddamn dropkick murphy's you're going to casey musgraves with me this is this is a marriage that's a good give and take yeah yes Anyway, that was some, that's well. One. You'll have to let us know exactly how exhausted <laughs> you <know>. are. 
Uh, Meredith, you had some family time yesterday. I did. It was uh, Count Victor's birthday a few days ago. (laughs) (laughs) He turned 10 and I had to do my... I don't know why this sticks in my head, but when I turned 10, both of my my dad's sisters were like, welcome to the double digits. You'll be here for a while. (laughs) And I was like, well, I'm an aunt now. I have to do that. So I had to go and say that stupid thing to him. And I got him a hand-controlled drone. That was a big hit. Oh, Um, I'm sure. Super cool. I actually, we all had a really fun time with that. (laughs) Um, And uh, my mom asked me to come a little early so that she could, because Olivia was dropped off. Um, My mom was watching Olivia, and she also had to make a huge meal for a bunch of people. So she's like, can you come over and watch the baby? And I was like, hmm, let's see. Yes. (laughs) Yes, So (laughs) I went over a little early and got got to hang out with her, feed her a bottle. She is two months old. Um corrected actually four months old but um developmentally you know a a two-month-old because she was so premature but she's doing great um she still has a bit of a cleft palate but uh, so she can't fully like um take a bottle the same way that a a normal baby would like she has a special bottle but she can still drink i fed her a couple bottles and um it's really cute because diaper changing time is like her favorite she's super happy (laughs) when she's getting her diaper changed (laughs) We all like to be clean. Yeah. And she's just all smiles. Like she's starting to smile intentionally and laugh a little bit. And um, she she's kind of in that stage where if you smile big at her, she'll smile back, which is really, really fun. And just the fact that she loves having her diaper change is like, wow, kid, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Reportedly, she's not as thrilled about bath time, but uh, I didn't have no. to do that. So it was really fun. My nephew hates having his diaper changed my brother's like i I don't know what what we're gonna do with this kid like he just screams the whole time yeah that's what she does during baths but um, you know diaper time is delight (laughs) which makes i mean everything about her is difficult right now she's real fussy and you know she's a preemie and um, sure it's a little scary medically but she's doing great but still like she's fussy and 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 sometimes hard to figure out what she needs and and what's wrong so just the fact that diaper changing is the one easy thing is really nice. <laughs> they're just constantly, they're going through like a hundred diapers a day. Yeah. Just, like, can we just change her again? <laughs> I, so I would just nurse kids if they were upset about something. I'm like, I don't think you're hungry, but I don't care. Yeah. Like, and she sh- can't nurse because of her class. Oh, she has yeah. to take the bottle. Poor so baby. I know. But it was great mm-hmm. to see everybody. Victor, Victor's doing awesome. <laughs> he got a huge Nerf gun but from my parents. To terrorize. Um, it has like a, a like the ramp. I don't know what they're called. It's like the, the sash of Nerf bullets that goes across your body. Oh, like a bandolier. Like a rear, is that what they're called? <laughs> to hold his Nerf, uh, what are they called? Darts. Um, uh-huh. So he had a great time with that. Has he uh, tied anyone at the train tracks yet? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Well, he's young. He's young. <laughs> All right, uh, throw your phones. We didn't have a lot of throw your phones, and the one that I put in general, we're not super general, but I think we can address them now. These are two from Ellen that were right in a row with each other. (laughs) The first one, Ellen says, Luke, get rid of the scale. Throw it out, please. It's just bad for your mental health. He knows that he should. Like, he has kind of come right up to saying like it controls my thoughts or my mood Mm -hmm. uh but it's like he just can't do it and that's i haven't i do the same thing that nora does like when i go to the doctor i'm like don't tell me how much i weigh i don't want to know i do that too because 
if it's a number I I personally deem too high, it will wreck me for a week. And if it's too if it's low or where I want it to be, it can like makes me too happy. And it's not like, it's not neither way is healthy. Cause it's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. I, you know, it, it doesn't matter. And it just, just controls my thoughts too much. And I, I hate it. And, and I know I'm healthy enough. Like I'm not going to die of obesity. It's fine. I don't need to, I like the way my clothes fit. If I feel like that's okay, then I'm like, all right, this is, you know, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And a, a scale just doesn't really do anything positive. I have a scale in my bathroom and, and, but I haven't used it in ages because bear some, for some reason loves it. Like he he (laughs) likes to bat his toys underneath it. And then I'll walk into the bathroom and it'll be halfway across the floor because he's dragged it around the bathroom. So I assume that it's calibration is so off that it's not going to be accurate ever again. Um, So he could just call it. Yeah. I kind of want one of those old fashioned non-digital doctor's office scales with the sliders and the <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Those are pretty fun. Yeah, those they are, are cool. They are. They are. Yeah, I understand that fixation for Luke, too. I went years and years and years where I weighed myself every day, and then on Saturday morning, I actually wrote it down and charted it mm. so that I could see how things were going, and through much therapy my therapist encouraged me just to stop weighing myself. And I took a very deep breath about three years ago and haven't stepped on the scale since and have gained, I don't know, 60 pounds, something like that. So I'm not getting back on now. Like no way. Uh, for better or for worse. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Um, and this is definitely not general, but it flows so well from the last throw your phone. Ellen said, and please leave that poor nemesis man alone. He just wants to engage in some poorly played sport ball. <laughs> Thank you, Ellen. Uh, we're going to discuss that uh, in our recap this week. In fact, it's the first topic on the list. So let's go ahead and get to it. Um I called this Watch What Happens Live TBTL edition because when Phyllis was explaining to us, she was like, you know, it's like Bravo, the Real Housewives stuff. Watch What Happens Live. And I was like, I don't watch that. I need more help. And Hillary's like, oh, I'm on this. I watch it. (laughs) I know this. Pretty regularly. (laughs) And so we've come up with some segments. Maybe they'll be regular segments. I think most of these probably will be regular since we're hitting on some big themes here. But the first one we're calling This Week in Beefs <laughs> as the Ball Turns. <laughs> and this is um, Luke's continuing fixation on this guy that he thinks hates him at his pickup basketball game. And his continuing belief that this person thinks about him just as much as he thinks about him yes. wait that way no, i get what you mean though isn't this some sort of isn't this like extreme narcissism thinking yes. Yes. that other people are, are as obsessed with you as you are with you when in fact they're mm-hmm. probably just obsessed with themselves yep right well hillary you were saying that in the chat you said i guarantee that this guy doesn't think uh as much about Luke as Luke believes he does. And Mike said, I disagree with you, Hillary. So maybe (laughs) there's a sport ball component to this that that none of us recognizes. I guess perhaps, and I've never, you know, played in a pickup game, 
my guess is is that this guy probably thinks that Luke does talk too much and is annoying and that's about it like I don't think he like goes <laughs> home and thinks you know oh, I need to like, get high because get high. this guy annoys me so much what a crazy thing to think I mean Luke said it if somebody it's six in the morning or however early it is and if some guy's is talking a lot I would think god this guy's so fucking annoying shut up yes but I don't I wouldn't carry it on for the rest of the day like I think I would just it would just be when I was in that situation and Luke carries it on throughout the rest of the week um yeah I just I unless like I said before unless these adult men are more dramatic than 13 year old girls uh, possible they maybe they are uh i don't know why they he would be thinking about him i think that's weird right and i how competitive is this pickup <laughs> league anyway it doesn't seem to be since luke has said it's people in their 40s you know middle-aged daddish types yep. who are out there as at six in the morning uh, doing their thing, I guess if it was some sort of really competitive situation and they were more evenly matched, maybe yes. I could see. But if this guy really is as bad as Luke says he is, then he's not coming and thinking he's going to beat anybody. He just wants as wait, what? how did Ellen put it? He just wants to engage in some poorly played sport yes. ball. He just wants to get his heart. Like they just are having fun and yeah. having some exercise. Why get so analytical about it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're not going to join like, you know, summer Well, they can league. join a competitive league if they want to be like that. Exactly. exactly. I mean, there's I a reason it, they're not. I think of it as I like to go to like group exercise classes because I need other people to kind of challenge me. Otherwise I get like sort of lazy about it mm-hmm. uh I, I feel like this is the male version of that it's like oh I kind of want to play basketball uh you know you can't really like shoot on your own like let's get a team together and do some pickup but it's it's not professional and Luke's always trying to make himself be the best one and it he, it, he doesn't need to be well he considers himself a basketball star that's very clear from <laughs> having listened to the show for many years yes so he's probably like well, offended on some level that everyone isn't taking I, this as seriously he goes he goes to great lengths to say that he's not that good. And, you well, know, he talks about he's only a starter <laughs> for going to Jesus Creek. In any other situation, he probably wouldn't be a starter. Or he's been very insistent in saying, you know, I'm not the best. I'm not the worst. But he's really trying to be the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think, uh, I mean, I do this too, where I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm just not that good of it. At, at something all the while hoping 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 that i really am the best <laughs> at something <laughs> it's true i yep uh, yeah no i it's like those small kind of ways that you think you can shine and i guess that this is a small way that he thinks he can athletically shine mhm and and i don't know when he was talking about how mouthy he is oh on the court <laughs> And he was like, oh, I just realized it's because Seattle has a different style of basketball oh, yeah. communication than Bellingham. I'm like, what? Because how he learned when he was a kid. What a strange I just thing. Don't, I don't think he's playing at a high enough level that that's going to make any kind of a difference. I just think that he's a talker. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, at least she has some self-awareness. I, Luke this week has reminded me there was, I think it was in 2018, Kylie Jenner was like, 2018 is going to be the year of realizing stuff, <laughs> which is really <laughs> stupid. But like, that's Luke. Like, 2019 is yeah. his year of realizing stuff. <laughs> He's getting there. He's getting there. Good for him. Good for him. Oh, I forgot to get my piece of paper. <laughs> You gotta write that down. <laughs> Can we talk about the basketball thievery while we're on the subject? Yes. Yes. So he accidentally takes somebody else's ball. Some guy named mm, I forget. Because I didn't Flynn. take notes. Flynn. Yeah, Michael Flynn. He got oh, Michael yeah. Flynn's ball. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually turned out surprisingly well. And I think he handled that nicely. He texted the guy, right? And he's going to oh, leave it. I at was the... so nervous. I know we do. Very stressed. And he's going to do the right thing and just leave it at the desk, and, and and remove himself basically from the situation, which is I think the right thing to do. Um, but I thought it was yes. strange how how blasé he was about his missing ball. Like yes, he didn't want to replace it because it's too expensive. But he doesn't seem to. Well, maybe he does care. He just wasn't vocalizing it. I don't know. But he just didn't seem too concerned about replacing his own ball. Hmm. Well, here we got a a good throw your phone from Catherine on this. She says, when Andrew asks about the whereabouts of Luke's basketball, and Luke says he doesn't know why somebody would have taken a ball with his name on it. It's so <laughs> weird how Luke interprets his basketball games as demonstrating how self-actualized he is, but his retelling just shows how in self-actualized he is. Yeah, he took somebody else's really ball with their name on it. <laughs> I Come know. On. And Luke said that his ball just had his initials on it. It just said LB. LB. And the, uh, the ball that he took had someone's name written and a phone number. Yeah. He still took it. Well, and then there was this sort of like Rube Goldberg like process of things happening after that, like that Luke inadvertently caused. Like, like they had to play basketball the with the alarms going. That would have made me <laughs> insane. And I was like kind of mad at Luke for that, even though it's not really his fault. But, uh, ugh, God, he just is somewhat careless about, oh, I guess this is my ball, even though it explicitly says that it's not my ball. Well, I read the show description on that day, and it said Luke inadvertently sets off a chain of event of events through his <laughs> basketball theft. And I was like, oh, God. What if it was the basketball nemesis's ball? What if there was a fight? What if the things happened? Oh and then we got to it and he's like, oh, yeah, they just set off the emergency alarm because they were looking <laughs> for the ball. I was like, oh, thank God. I can't take this drama. <laughs> um, all right. So more to come. I know. I think so, because it seems like a pretty, uh, you know, constant in his life, this basketball game, unless he mm-hmm. starts traveling more. That's true. Well, I don't know. I, I can't tell if he's losing interest in it or not, or it's causing him so much stress yeah. that he's, he'll just find another pickup game. But this seems to fit his schedule and his ability level so much. Yeah. I don't know if he found a different one that it would be any better. You know, yeah. I think he would make it into something <laughs> regardless. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He really just wants to be there and he wants everyone to pass him the ball and he wants to shoot the yep. ball. And then if that's not the way it goes, then he's going to have some issues. All right, let's move on to the next segment that uh, I know Hillary, this is one of Hillary's favorites. Actually, why don't you take it then? All right, it's calling the tone police. Woo, 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 woo. 
Um, uh, and as usual, it's Andrew making this is I love Andrew, but th- this aggression he has towards people, random people that he's I think he's angry about other things. And he's just focusing all of his energy on these various people he perceives as doing rude stuff and then he's inadvertently rude anyway um not inadvertently he just is rude but so he's inadvertently rude. <laughs> he's, yeah exactly exactly um okay so andrew's in hawaii he's talking when he comes back on monday he's talking about his trip and you know it wasn't the exact trip that he wanted but or that he thought it was going to be but they had a really good time which by the by if i were genevieve i would be very annoyed because i don't think andrew plans any of this and he's like this is not to my liking mm-hmm. i i right. wanted it to be different whatever yep. um so they're at the pool um and andrew hears the i guess the guy that's working the pool uh one of the workers at the hotel say to the neighbor hey you know we have a rule about um, not having drinks by the pool. Anyway, it, and I guess the guy had sort of like, you know, wanted to warm the guy up, you know, didn't want to come right in with the rules and come down with the hammer. And so Andrew's like gearing up. The guy comes and talks to Genevieve. He knows that uh, he's going to, you know, warm her up and then tell her not to, or tell her to move the drink or whatever. And I guess this all happens. And, Andrew's just so rude to the guy. I don't understand the aggression. There's no reason. This guy probably gets paid, you know, minimum wage or just a little bit above. And he's just trying. I think he's doing a good job. Yes. Is it a little cheesy? Of course. But you're you're at a resort. The guy's not going to just be like, move your drink because you're paying. So you have to like, I don't know. He has to be nice to the guests in order to get them to follow the rules. I don't know. I just Andrew's just go to anger with people who are trying to do their job irritates me. And his tone policing is kind of out of control. And Mike had said this, like he's going to get smacked one of these days. Like somebody's not (laughs) going to take it right. Uh, And if somebody was that, you know, I work customer service and you kind of have to try to, I don't know, be the conduit, but sort of, be it in a like a gentle way and if somebody snapped back at me that would make me snap and it takes a lot for me to snap and I don't know I I just think it's it's weird and he's on vacation and I don't really get why he gets so angry and what was it exactly that he said something like we know I know why you're here why don't you just come up and say it on with it yeah something oh my god And this guy's trying to be cool. Like, he's trying to be nice. Again, like, of course, it's sort of cheesy. Well, but then the the best part is he sees the guy later. And he what, what does he say to him? Like, he uh, wants to call him, like, Mr. Foreplay or something. It's so weird. Foreplay. Oh. You know what that made me think of? I was like, is he making a That 70s Show reference? Because, uh, let's see, Luke Wilson used to do a guest had like a guest spot on that 70s show and he the main character um Topher Grace's character his name is Eric Foreman and Luke Wilson always calls him foreplay oh. he's like hey foreplay you know Andrew and was I'm way like, too cool that for that show thing? when it was yeah, on no he would way. never yeah. make a a reference to that show but I, I couldn't figure out what it would be other than that so this is something that Andrew came up with I that think he so because the yeah, guy's buttering him cutting? up and he doesn't like it 
Ugh. And it's like the, you know, the car, the guy, the Whole Foods parking lot. What did he call him? Oh, his car was very polite. The thing is, like, <laughs> they don't make any sense. Like, I guess if you really draw it out, it makes sense. But it's it's so stupid. And it <clears throat> if he's trying to be a dick or be kind of aggressive, like, he's not doing a good job. It seems clunky and weird. Hey, I uh, called you Mr. Foreplay because I'm irritated that you said a bunch <laughs> of stuff before you told me the rule. It's a sick burn that you have to explain for 10 minutes. <laughs> and conversely, if the guy just said, hey, I need you to move your drinks. You know what? He wouldn't have liked He'd that He'd be either. so mad. He'd be so pissed. And he's like, you know, I'm on vacation. We're paying a lot for this hotel. Like, you could, like, come at me a little bit easier. I just think this is all, I mean, if I'm going to, like, you know, armchair uh, psychologize uh, Andrew, I he focuses his energies on stuff that is seems bizarre to me. But I think he's upset about, he has generalized anxiety that he can't, so he focuses it on this weird stuff, like, whether it be garbage or... Uh, you know, like somebody working at the pool at the resort he's staying at or the guy that's parking in the Whole Foods parking lot. I get it. Sometimes I hyper-focus on things because I can and it seems like I can control it sort of or it's, you know, small enough for me to get mad if I'm just like mad. You know, I have generalized anger about something. But he needs to just see a therapist because this it's coming out in these really, really odd ways. And I am kind of nervous that he's going to get into it with somebody. <laughs> Well, I sort of think, at, at least in terms of this tone policing, he may not get into it with someone because he seems to pick customer service people, people who can't afford mm. or who are trained not to go off on him. He always picks a situation where there's a power differential in his favor. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So yeah. I don't know. The guy in the Whole Foods parking lot, That's that's another story <laughs> <laughs> that might get him popped for that one. But I was kind of, I'm wondering if, I don't know, if if TBTL has become a place where Andrew can do a feelings dump, if in the real world it's not nearly as egregious as he makes it sound. Yeah. Yeah. I can only hope. I, I, the only places I've ever interacted with Andrew are in, in fan events. So obviously he would be gracious and nice and all of that stuff there but i mean i get the feeling that that's how he acts in his his everyday life i just think there's that like pressure cooker Mm. of resentment and anger below the surface and i think he just lets it out on tbtl maybe yeah no and you're probably right that it just is it's a safe space for him to to, because I think he is nice 99% of the time. Yeah. And then it's just these like pop out weird times. I just, I do hate it that it's customer service people generally that he gets. Yep. Because I, they're not getting paid anything. You are, as much as you feel like a dork and that you were bullied, it just at the end of the day, you're in the power position and he needs to understand that sometimes. And that poor guy is probably just doing what he was told to do, you know? Of course. Right. Oh, let's, let's do the throw your phones. Oh, yes. We got a couple mm-hmm. on this that were good. Um, Coltlian said, I guess it was Andrew's turn for entitled etiquette. <laughs> the guy working the pool has a job to do. Let him do his job without needlessly getting snippy with him. Just say, okay, and move your damn cup. Yeah. Preach. Yep. 
And then uh, Akalina said, Jen needs to explain spilling the milk to Andrew. <laughs> How dare that resort worker who probably gets yelled at every day be overly nice in an attempt to not get yelled at? The nerve. And then Kalina says, P.S. At 1.5 speed, <laughs> that Ja Rule Ashanti song sounds exactly <laughs> like Mario music. Meredith, did you, yep. is that correct? That's very correct. I can't listen to the show anymore on normal speed. They sound drunk. And I at first when you told me that you're like I listened at 1.5 and I did it and I thought this is crazy making like this is insane (laughs) I can't handle it but I kind of kept at it and now I I keep checking is it am I listening at normal speed and it's like no you're listening at 1.5 I'm just like my ears have grown accustomed to it you adjust to it yeah yep Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does make, make the music sound crazy. If it's something I want to listen to or yes. I know it's going to be on for a long time, I will turn it down to one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how Ja Rule ever got to be a superstar. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. <laughs> I guess his voice is different and interesting. Yes. You're always like, that's, that's Ja Rule. That's definitely Ja Rule. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so back to this Andrew's unfortunate incident (laughs) i don't know i don't know i hope he has 99 wonderful interactions every week and just one bad one and the one bad one is the one that he spends 45 minutes yeah i guess you know it's it's not it's not entertaining to tell a story about a interaction with a service person that went perfectly smoothly right Mm -hmm. like that's not worth mentioning Mm -hmm. And they, yep. you know, they, and if I, they do do it five times a week. So it's like you have to mine your personal life for yeah. whatever baby interaction you have that is, you know, negative. Slightly if, contentious. If I was, if I was Genevieve, this would be a deal breaker oh, for I know, me, though. It would be so hard. So I mean, I don't know, necessarily know if it would be a relationship deal breaker, but I would be out of there. Uh, I would be out of that pool and gone if he started... One talking to somebody that 100%. way, hundred percent. And also, we discussed this that Genevieve needs a traveling partner. I actually think she does have some because she definitely goes on like camping trips or whatever mm-hmm. um, with girlfriends or friends or whatever. But uh, she needs. He doesn't like to relax on vacation. He wants to relax in his bedroom or his office playing on his new iPad or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't like beach vacations, and that no. seems to be what she wants she, to do. Yeah. So there has to be some sort of some sort of compromise yeah exactly because then he's just gonna act I like a baby of, the whole time <laughs> i was pondering what kind of vacation do we think andrew would like if we're stipulating that this is a when you go somewhere so not a beach vacation do you think he would like i don't know going to prague and like bumming around the city and seeing Prague. The Does first that thing that like popped that into would... my head was like London in the fall. Like it's rainy and drizzly and cool and he can stay inside. <laughs> but then a... you can just stay at home and do that in Seattle. <laughs> he really wants to relax on vacations. I think working really stresses him out, even for TPTL, mm-hmm. which is, you know, seemingly low key, but he does most of the work. Um, I think he really wants to relax. That's why... a I would think a beach vacation because it's pretty relaxing, but that does not relax them. So yeah, it would have to be, I don't know, like going to Aspen or something and staying in a cabin, but like not skiing. And just, and just oh, he like, wouldn't deal well Ugh. with being around skiers. I'm sure no, of it. Yeah. The bros. Nope. <laughs> All right. I've got it. Okay. Florida deserted hotel <laughs> mm-hmm. pool yeah. book alcohol. Yes. 
perfect for an 85 year old. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's exactly it. I think that's it. He needs to go uh, just to a very elderly kind of place, but it's not expected to be adventurous. An abandoned water park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, that's great. Well, let's move on to a segment we're calling Lost and Found. (laughs) And um, Luke has been talking for how many weeks now about his Apple Watch? A few. That he lost somewhere in his house. And he was standing firm that he wasn't going to just go and buy a new one because we we know, guys, that he's he's really not a stuff kind of buyer. No, definitely. just... Really, he's he's not much into into collecting stuff. So even though he really wanted another one, he said, no, I'm not going to do it. But uh, he told us last week when he was in Joshua Tree, he felt that he really needed to have an Apple Watch so that he could track his hiking and his distances. Doesn't the iPhone do that? It, you don't have to have yeah, a, the, watch the watch tracks for it. your heart rate um, and it gives you oh, like okay. a bunch of positive feedback. Um, yes. okay. And I think that's probably what it is because when you have one of the, I've had one since they came out and you do sort of feel like if your watch didn't track it, it didn't happen. And he wants yes. the credit for it. Yes. Um, right. And you get a lot more metrics when you've got the watch. And if you have a heart rate, then they can do some sort of calorie burn. Yes. I assume. Yep. Yes. Aha. Solved it. <laughs> well, so after he spent a thousand dollars. Oh, probably a few watch? hundred. Yeah. Okay, I'm guessing he didn't get the Hermes band or anything. <laughs> oh my god, what if he did? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know how much Apple products cost. If you told me that it was two thousand, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> um so after he got the brand new, spent the some hundreds of dollars on the Apple Watch, he found the old Apple Watch in the couch cushions at home. Is he one of my children? Like, like I don't know an adult that loses things in the couch besides change. And, and a watch I mean, is strapped that- to your wrist. Why? How could it? <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I've never lost my watch. I mean, I'm not much of a, I'm not scatterbrained like that. And I, I do tend to, I put it on my wrist and then when it needs to charge, it goes on the charger, on the charger and then exactly. I put it back on my wrist. I don't, I don't know. I don't get how this happens. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think that in the couch cushions is such a cliche. <laughs> it is. That wouldn't that be a more obvious place oh, to look? You know what I'm remembering is he he lost an important thing of receipts and he thought maybe I put them oh. in a magazine that I put in the bed. Like what are you talking about? That was actually a pretty impressive it like was. callback because it is so specific. That, that is, is a know thyself kind of thing for <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, and his I, I did okay. Let's sidetrack here on his uh, mail filing system, and he picks up the mail. And the junk mail, he just throws on the floor? (laughs) Or is it the other way around? I thought the junk mail goes on the floor of the car, and anything that looks like it might be important goes on the passenger seat of the car. And then he just lets it pile up until he decides to deal with it. Oh, That could get mixed up so easy. One hard break, and now all your real mail is on the floor. That's why he has a $500 credit card limit because <laughs> he's not paying any of it just throwing it away oh my lord i i can't tolerate leaving mail for later no i open it immediately when i get home and deal with it and it just takes you know five yeah. minutes 
or whatever. But it goes back to the days when I was so afraid that I would miss a bill or something. So you got to get on that right away. And now, you know, it's all auto pay or whatever. I get absolutely nothing that I really have to pay attention to. But still that habit never leaves me. The idea of just leaving it in my car. And of course, I have really clean car as well. So this is just not a lifestyle that would be compatible (laughs) with me. Um, But back to the Apple Watch, because there is a second part to this story. After he found the, the old one, he decided, well... I guess I don't need that new one anymore. And he returned it. And I was like, now, hold up. You took the new watch to Joshua Tree, to the desert, where you hiked for three or four or five days. You got it all sweaty and nasty. And then you put it in the box and took it back to the Apple store? That's disgusting. (laughs) It's possible. I mean, it's possible. The the, um, bands are interchangeable. And the, the watch itself is just a little tiny computer screen thing and i guess he could have cle- he didn't but he could have <laughs> cleaned that off and <laughs> maybe he used a different band with it that he already had Ugh, that's the most charitable interpretation but he probably just returned a bunch of sweaty dirty junk to the apple store i i mean i guess we just have to understand and remember this in our minds as consumers that at any time you could purchase something that has Luke Sweat on it. So be warned. <laughs> Don't buy a refurbished Apple Watch in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this whole um, loss and found segment is kind of part of something, a segment that we called, what was it, ill-advised purchases? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Hillary, you came up with a sub- category of that which is the next segment if you want to go for that uh technology on technology (laughs) um so luke does not thinks he's sort of addicted to his uh iphone which i get sure he is and i get it and at the beginning of the year i had said i really i want to try to not use it quite as much and be a little bit more present slash i wanted to read more actual books so uh Mm -hmm. i have been semi not really successful with it, but he doesn't want to have his phone in the bedroom anymore. So he's decided to buy, but he uses his phone as his alarm clock. So he doesn't, he doesn't want it in there. So now he's going to buy a fancy alarm clock that I'm sure will cost like a hundred dollars to replace his cell phone. It's very light phone. Like I'm feeling light phone Mm -hmm. vibes with Mm this. Mm Um, I just, it's, I kept thinking, just put your phone on airplane mode. Just put it on airplane mode and you can use the alarm and just you can read a book or go to sleep or read a magazine or whatever. But Luke always needs to buy stuff. And I assume this just comes from, you know, if we're going to, I'm doing all these like armchair psychology on these guys. It comes from a lack of having stuff maybe a little bit from when he was a kid, but he loves to buy stuff to solve some problem. And then, he already has an alarm clock. He has the like, you know, back to the future, old school eighties alarm clock, but, uh, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to use that because it does not aesthetically go with their house. Right. Well, he's talked about this before. I don't think you're really armchair psychologizing yeah. him. Like he's said before that he thinks that, you know, he, he will buy the right stuff and then become a different kind of person. Yeah. You know, he said yeah, that about his outdoor wear and, you know, um, a lot of his aspirational purchases mm-hmm. follow that same vein. For sure. 
Do you guys use your phones as your alarms? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Hmm. I still have the same clock radio that I got when I was 10 years old. Aww. And I think I might cry if it ever dies because <laughs> it's a dual uh, alarm. So I can set it for like 545 and then I can set it again for 610. Yeah. And so it's like a snooze without a snooze yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I really, I like that 25 minutes. I wake up and I'm like, oh, You're like, no, I got not happening right minutes. now. I hate to break it to you, Ann, but you can do that with a phone. Too. <laughs> I, well, I know, but, <laughs> but does your phone turn on with NPR? Because I don't use the nasty uh, 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 alarm. Not, it turns I on. Bet I could. I bet I could figure that out. Mine is. <laughs> wait, hold on. I'll, mine is. I can't do it right now because it's not set. But mine's. Uh, I'm not throwing away my shot. That's what wakes <laughs> me up in the morning because I feel like I can get like sort of jazzed oh up my by God. it. See, I would. That would make me hate that song eventually. <laughs> it kind of has sort of. <laughs> it would give and me I, a bad feeling when I listen to it outside of that context. The one thing that I did really. that resonated with me that Luke was talking about one of the reasons why he can't and I actually think this is a BS reason but one of the reasons he can't use Carrie's old alarm is because it's like too shocking to his system and it it kind of gets his adrenaline going in like a negative way I'm really really sound sensitive I have like the only good sense I have is my hearing so when something really loud happens it startles me and I my fight or flight um kind of kicks in right then and that would make me mad like it would just put me in a bad Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. I feel that way I I agree with him also about uh, motorcycles it like I immediately kind of get like uh, like my face just sort of tenses up and I I hate it it makes me crazy our across the street neighbor when I was a teenager had a motorcycle that he would start at seven o'clock in the morning. And I just don't understand why it has to warm up for 20 minutes. Apparently I have that pollution. Yeah. I have that feeling about, um, leaf blowers. That's the one that really gets me way more than motorcycles. I don't love motorcycles either, but it's the leaf blower wine. Um, because when I lived in Hillary in uptown in Dallas, they would have them out at six in the morning. Um, because, you know, those people can't handle seeing a leaf on their sidewalk. Um, <laughs> Blow it so, away. Yeah. <laughs> it would just make me so angry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I am like loud, super loud cars. Um, and then actually when I lived in San Francisco and I, well, I worked in San Francisco. <clears throat> and I don't know if it's the, just being in a big city with like a lot of tall buildings. When sirens would pass by or sort of be lingering in the neighborhood, it would really frustrate me because I think they like echo off the buildings. I don't know. I'm making this up, but it seemed to just follow me wherever I went. Just like, it's like, like, yeah, in a big city, it's like that a lot of the yeah. time anyway. And I just was, so I, I hear what Luke's saying. I, I, I startle easily and I just, I, it, I, don't like it yeah the reason i will not stop using my phone as my alarm clock is it's attached to my sleep app so it tracks my sleep and it wakes me up when i'm in a light sleep cycle instead of waking oh. me up when i'm in a deep one which is really really helpful because it, it you're already like half awake and then your yeah. alarm goes off and it's not you don't get that groggy confuse it you know yep. like where am i what is happening i was so dead asleep and you don't feel as bad first thing in the morning hmm. that's cool i love it I think I was born in the wrong era (laughs) because I never even considered doing anything like that. I think, I think what I'm realizing here is the, the difference between me and Luke one, the one difference, the only difference difference (laughs) is that he wants to buy things to solve his problems. And I'm like, "Eh, 
it's fine. Yeah. It's good enough. I'll just keep using the same alarm clock that I've had since uh, 1987. It's not broken. So what do I, I think need that's a great attitude. For? If it's not broke, don't fix but it. But I could be... I could be getting benefits like you do, Meredith, on tracking my sleep and getting better sleep, although I sleep like a zombie. <laughs> See, I don't. Right? Like, I, I need help with my sleep. I'm a very light sleeper, and I need reminders to go to bed on time, and I need to obviously go to bed early, which is why I usually miss our fun <laughs> our fun Friday shows, because I'm asleep when they're recorded. Um and I don't sleep very well. I don't sleep through the night. I wake up really early without um, being able to go back to sleep. So any like sleep hygiene stuff that I can do um, is actually really helpful. And tracking it helps me know if what I'm doing is helping or hurting. So it's like it's a real serious thing for, for me. Yeah. <clears throat> then that totally makes sense yeah. that you would use all of the technological tools available to you to do that. Yeah. And I mean, in general, I do think that that phones are nifty and I would, I, I like kind of maximizing um, the things that my phone can do for me. I kind of right. get a kick out uh, of Oh, that. I had, I did have one more thought. Thank you for bringing it back to me by talking about phones. The reason I think that Luke is so addicted to his phone and I would say I use my phone because it's my social outlet with you guys um, because it's entertainment for podcasts and so mm-hmm. forth. But I think Luke, derives a lot of his um good feelings mm. from his his affirmation from you know getting favorable reaction on twitter right. and things so i th- i think the phone maybe is a little bit more dangerous too much external validation right yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much thirst too much yeah. need for attention and validation and so maybe it's smart for him to try and distance himself from it a little bit although i would maybe posit you should be trying to take those breaks during the day when you're awake not at night although if he goes to bed at eight o'clock again (laughs) it's kind of early to get rid of his phone you know if he needs to call GoDaddy and work something out with them All right, let's keep on going. I realize that a lot of these topics are about Luke, but we've been very Luke heavy since he quit drinking. He's going through a thing and he really is working some things out in private and public. He also doesn't ever let Andrew speak. So (laughs) what else do we have to talk about? (laughs) It's the year of realizing stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so our next uh, topic, our, our next category, I called the Self-Actualization Chronicles, a.k.a. I Was an Asshole. <laughs> I think this segment has um, staying power. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> There's so many years to realize <laughs> stuff about. So why were they talking about Weird Al? Just... Because they were talking about Weird Al, I can't. I don't remember, remember how they got into they it. They were talking uh, about parody songs, I think. God, Just I don't know, know how that. I came mean, to be, yeah. but. I guess it doesn't matter why, because there's always a decent chance that Weird Al is going to come up on the show. Yes, it's a it's a regular um, occurrence. But Luke is remembering um, this 
uh, conflict that he had, what was six years ago? Is it really that long since Weird Al was on the show? Because I remember. Yeah, it was yeah, a while ago. That. It, it seemed like it was that long ago um, when he was um, wrangling with Weird Al's manager slash booker to get him on the show. And I think we all are aware that Luke has some real problems with people he calls handlers for celebrities like he feels like they're just needlessly blocking his access you know if you could just talk to a weird al directly it wouldn't be such a hassle for him but he remembers having a really acrimonious exchange with the manager where they both got really heated and said some things (laughs) some inadvised things that i guess and in the course of talking about this, he actually digs up the the old email thread and he has a realization that the manager guy was being pretty reasonable yeah. the entire time and that Luke was the one who was flying off the handle and escalating the situation. Now, how did this go? It was he got the contact information from Bean, yes. right? Yeah. And there was some confusion. The manager thought that Luke was somehow associated with the Kevin and Bean show. And so that he was trying to book him for something related to Kevin and Bean. And then when he found out, he was like, oh, wait a minute. What? Wait, what are you from? And that, of course, made Luke insecure and feel less than, I guess. And that's when he reacts the most. That's mm -hmm. when he lashes out. Yep. And um, went off the handle about this. And as he rereads it, he realized the manager was just like, oh, hey, everybody, let's just step back and and take a breath here and God, start again. This manager is probably like, this fucking guy from Seattle, some random radio show in Seattle. Are you kidding me? He's I mean, he's probably interiorly. I'd be thinking that like, fuck off. But he handled it really well. Yeah. And something gets into Luke's brain and whether we had some talk of maybe he's working his AA steps here somewhat half consciously, maybe Luke insists on right then writing an email to this guy (sighs) saying, oh, hey, I was thinking back to this and I realized that I was the asshole. I mean, he didn't say it that way, but he was like that you... That I was, I don't remember, that I was kind of inappropriate and that you really handled this like a pro. So thanks for that. <laughs> all, all I can think of is if this was such a negative experience, if I was the manager and I saw I got an email from Luke Burbank, I'd be like, fuck that guy. Oh, no, this guy again. <laughs> can I read the throw your phone that we got from Ellen? Yes. On this yes. topic, because she really sums it up. She says, I so enjoyed listening to the process of Luke discovering that he was the asshole in the Weird Al exchange. He started the story so confident that it was a story about two hotheads escalating. <laughs> then you could hear his voice changing as he read and started to realize that he basically escalated by himself. <laughs> he tried to recover it by saying the email is weirdly formatted. It was such a fun, <laughs> real-time process of being inside Luke's head. I also thought when I saw the program description, wait, is Luke an AA? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad they addressed that. I've gotten a few of those emails from people apologizing for things that happened 20 years ago that I don't remember. It's yeah. a very AA thing well, to do. It's very making it amends. Yeah, it is. That's just, I mean, what Ellen said in the last line there, that's just more evidence that other people do not attach the same importance yes. to yeah. every interaction that you do. That's. 
I mean, I am happy that he's having an awareness of his that his aggression is unfounded a lot of times. Yeah. And this is what I always say about Luke. Sometimes he can be so wildly um, self-aware. Like, I don't think a lot of people have that. Maybe it's because he talks about himself five days a week. So you're just constantly working things out. But I am impressed that he can see that. Uh, I just hope it continues and maybe, you know, he can self-correct a little bit. Yeah, this this is actually a really I didn't see the connection at first, but this is a good lead in to the the next bullet point on the self-actualization chronicles <laughs> where he talked about going to uh, interview Wolfgang Puck uh, yeah. at the Oscars. I was like, Luke knows you can't count it as being at the Oscars <laughs> if you're there five days before it happens. Right. And hey, he's an Emmy Award right? winner. <laughs> he belongs I mean, at the Oscars. He's at. He's at the Kodak Theater or whatever it was, but he's not at the Oscars. But um, he talked about how as soon as he got there and he saw all the other, I guess we put journalists in, in quotes. Maybe, Tryhards. How, <laughs> how completely stoked they were to be in the perimeter of the Oscar zone that he immediately sort of felt like he had to act like this ain't no big thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm too cool for this Oscar stuff. I don't care that much. And the reason, which I thought was a good insight was because it made him feel yeah. really small. Yeah. And I, that's the same thing as with weird Al's manager. It's all of a sudden when he said, Oh, you're not with Kevin and bean. Yeah. Luke yeah, felt, his felt less than yeah. it's, it's kind of sad because it's not, abnormal or crazy at all to get excited when you're around a bunch of celebrities i mean that's pretty cool and like that's a very common experience i'm sure most of us would feel like whoa this is crazy (laughs) i mean i i am like luke in that i think i don't i don't want to look like i'm freaking out like you're a person i'm a Mm -hmm. person let's just be people together just because you're i don't know who would you see at the Oscars Lady Gaga just because you're Lady Gaga that doesn't mean you're a better person than I am so I try to kind of smooth down any excitement but I, I mean I'm not less of a person than no Lady Gaga I don't think is, that's it it's so. that she's famous and you see her on all these different you know kind of giant stages and she's larger than life and she's very mm-hmm. talented and impressive uh, I don't know if it's like a better or worse than thing I think it's yeah, just like, I, whoa, this person's, I see them all over and now they're right in front of me. The, this is like a very, very, very small version of that. But uh, last week I was at the Austin Zoo and when I walked in, um, I noticed that Griffin McElroy and his wife and his son were also there, like like buying their tickets right when I was there. And it wasn't like I was like, he's better than I am, but it was more like I've listened to his voice so many times mm-hmm. on my phone and it just... Feels surreal. I don't know. I get this like sort of. I get really excited because I'm kind of a star fucker. So I'm like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, and I don't think his that wife was there, Hillary. I- <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I don't. I might be more excited to meet Rachel than I would I know. to meet Griffin. I, I want to meet his so- baby. <laughs> He's I <know>. adorable. <laughs> I know. I didn't. I wanted to like say something, but and then I it, I waited too long, and I it just didn't happen. Yeah. But I get. Um, I get really excited, but I, 
I don't know. I I don't ever think they're like better than I am, but definitely there's like a little bit more shine on them just because they're famous. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's mm-hmm. more just like an exciting anecdote to my life yeah. than like um, making me feel better or less than. All right. Well, thus ends the portion of the show where we weirdly nerd out about <laughs> and his family. I was excited that you saw him. I, was like, I oh know. My God. It was very exciting. I was too. <laughs> I was like, ah. we went on. The, there was a train that went around that goes around the zoo. It's a really small zoo. It is like it, t- it takes like an hour to get through. Um, and I kept hoping he was going to be on the train. I could like do the great job horn yes. thing, but I didn't merit I should have, I was going to say something. I know. Okay. I don't I know, know if I would have, I usually freeze in those situations too. Just like, Oh, see, see I usually don't. That's the thing. Like when I worked at Toomey in LA and there were so many celebrities that would come in. Mm. Now, if they were a really big celebrity, I probably wouldn't say anything because it's like everybody knows who Angelina Jolie is. Like I don't want to be like, I saw you in, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> everybody uh, did. Yeah, no. Um, but like, um, what's her face? She was in Dances with Wolves. Um, I'm not remembering her name right now in a couple of TV shows, but she was also in this movie called um, Sneakers that I loved. And I was like, I loved you in Sneakers because I had to pick the like B <laughs> thing that she was in. She was like, oh the my obscure. gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> so I usually will kind of say something. Uh, I don't know why I got very uh, starstruck with Griffin McElroy. Aww. But I, I do think that you have to not be a complete dork. No, 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 no. Um, because we had one time when I was a teenager, and my dad used to travel a lot, and we would go to the airport to pick him up. Now, this is before 9-11, so, so you could gate. go all the yeah. way to the gate without a ticket. And we were waiting for his plane to come in from Chicago, and my dad happened to be on the same plane as um, legendary Minnesota Twins player Kirby Puckett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for people who aren't baseball fans, that doesn't mean anything, but Kirby Puckett's probably the most famous twins player ever and just an institution in Minnesota and everybody knew Kirby. He's unfortunately passed. Um, But so we're waiting for my dad to come off and Kirby being in first class came out early and my mom who doesn't give a shit about baseball goes, Kirby Puckett! It's Kirby Puckett! It was like the Beatles were there. So she was cool. And yeah, and there was a, like a group of people who were waiting for someone, and they started going, oh, Kirby Bucket, oh, Kirby Bucket, Kirby Bucket. <laughs> and and he like does the thing where he hitched the collar on his raincoat up a little bit and like put his head oh, down and just walked faster. No. And I was like, Mom. Oh, my God. That's staring. So I think we can find a balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not aloof, but maybe not screaming. Right. (laughs) Let's get into one more topic on the self-actualization chronicles. I thought this was interesting, and they started talking about politics a little bit. Again, I think as as we're going to start saying a lot from now on, I don't know how they got into this, but... They started talking about the reports that presidential candidate and Minnesota senator Amy Klobuchar has a reputation for being very hard on her staff, possibly abusive. She has a really high staff turnover rate. I didn't know this at all. I mean, I'm not 
paying attention. But, you know, the Pod Save America guys who worked in the Obama administration and in Washington for like 10 years, they were like, yeah, she totally had that reputation. It's just it was an open secret that she would scream and humiliate her staff and stuff. And Luke really, I think, um, finds something in in that and he armchair psychologizes her a little bit i think i think it's fair game <laughs> if we do it to him but he talks about the feeling of when you're the face of something and something embarrassing happens like when he was on live wire and they had to sit on the dumb bouncy chairs <laughs> oh, he yeah. just was really humiliated by how stupid he looked and how difficult it was for the guests. And that was when he went back at intermission and said, it's me or the fucking chairs, <laughs> right? <Yes. laughs> and how he, he really understands, relates to the descriptions of, of what she's doing because it seems like the, the embarrassment is so acute. She is reflecting that onto her staff and taking it, Onto them, which I don't know, it makes me feel kind of sorry for the live wire people and, yeah. and other people that, yeah. I mean, reading between the lines, it seems like he probably gets out of line with them yeah. sometime. Yeah, he seems like so, a bit of a diva when it comes to live wire. Yeah, he, he kind of, kind of does. But what this is making him think about is that he describes it as needing to be a heat shield. He needs to absorb the embarrassment or the anger or whatever and not lash out at all the people around him, even if it is their fault or something. Is he just talking about controlling his emotions? Because that's something that humans have to do. I I can think of one thing when I was in a, ma- a manager and I just had great staff, but I had one gal who was just so lovely, but she was almost over helpful yeah. with customers. Yeah. There was a guy who was coming in looking for some, like and if his wife collected these figurines, I guess, and he wanted to buy her one for Valentine's Day. And we were about to get a shipment of new with new pieces and we had the catalog. And so my sales associate was like, oh, look, we're going to get these in. She just couldn't help herself from showing him all the new stuff. And then he decided that he wanted one. And I'm like, but we don't have the stock yet, Claire. I can't. I can't guarantee that it's going to come in. So she put me in a position where she made promises to the customer that then I had to fulfill and I couldn't fulfill. Yeah. And I really did kind of yell at her on that one. I said, you have to stop telling people that they can have things that they can't have. Just don't show them the catalog and this doesn't happen. And she was pretty upset that I yelled at her. But, I, you know, there was that was a place for me where it's like I don't like having to apologize to a customer that I can't get them something that somebody else promised. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I guess I understand where the feelings that Luke's having, I just don't really understand if he's regularly um, putting his feelings onto other people. That's hard. I have this, I don't know, when you have a staff, I I feel like in general, you know, all the problems 
are your problem basically as the boss like that it, it ultimate mm-hmm. the buck stops with you basically but i mean you you can be you know you can expect a lot and sh- i read amy klobuchar's sort of explanation like i expect a lot from my staff and i think that that is good and great and it's good to push people and it's you know it's good to have everybody trying their best but I don't know. I mean, the the salad with the comb thing is the most <laughs> hilarious bad. story yeah. I've ever. It's. I mean, <laughs> I think I would be like goodbye. I am not. I am not a child. Like, or not even a child. Like, I, I, I'm a person. You cannot treat me like this. Yeah. I mean, if she is abusive, that is that's terrible, and of course she shouldn't be. Um, no. But right. the the fact that that she's a woman absolutely yes. plays yes. into this because how uh, yes. many male nightmare bosses are there out oh, there that we don't hear God. about because it's just whatever it's not notable because right. women are supposed to be nice and caring and nurturing well that's the that was the frustrating part is andrew was uh you know very naive about this like mm-hmm. i think we hear about guys you know we don't like guys that are rude i, I guarantee you we do not hear about male bosses that are jerky most of the time because that's just sort of the way and it's expected but when a woman does this and I'm not saying it's right it's not right but when a woman does it and is very Miranda Priestly about the whole thing then uh you know it's like kind of exciting and funny and rude and we're we're gonna like villainize her for it she is like a soap opera uh diva and we're not talking about her policy ideas no, or exactly. anything. We're talking about the salad and the comb. Which is <laughs> pretty, so pretty funny. <laughs> I'll say I've had, I've had one interaction with Amy Klobuchar and it just happened to be at the state fair. And oh boy, my mom plays into this story again. <laughs> and we were, we were just sitting on a bench on the side of the street, just taking a break. And along comes Amy Klobuchar and she's walking with, I don't know, three or four staff members. And my mom goes... Amy, Amy, we love you. So your mom is real chill. Okay. Yeah. And she came over to stay, to say hi to us. And she was very nice. And she told us that she had come to do appearances and, you know, whatever interview that morning. And she had brought her daughter who was then I think 13 with her and her daughter had gone off to do some other stuff. And so she did the interview and they were moving on to the next thing and they left and they got in the car and they were driving away. And someone was like, Where's your kid? And she she just forgot her daughter at the state fair. So they were coming back to get her. So (laughs) she said she couldn't stay and talk to us because she had to pick up her daughter and then get to the next thing. But it was very funny and very relatable. And then after she left, there was just a random lady who was sitting next to me on the other end of the bench. And she leaned over to me and she said, who's that? And my mom goes, "Uh, our senator. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love your mom. (laughs) My mom's great. (laughs) One time in the line at the Dairy Queen, there was a guy who had a whole bunch of like weird tattoos and piercings, you know, like extreme ones. And my mom just says to him, um, did it hurt to get those? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kathleen is also not the most subtle uh, participant in life. So I get you. (laughs) Well, let's move on then to our our last uh, segment. I think this is a perfect one for Meredith to spearhead. <laughs> All right, I was thinking about you this entire mm-hmm. time. This, oh god, we yes. have to. We we. It's amazing that we waited this long to even mention this. This is Science Corner, you guys, um, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. If you listen to the week, uh, they spent a very long time. <laughs> 
going through, amazingly, a curated list of health myths from Reader's Digest. No, is this going to be a monthly thing? No, Andrew, no. It sounds I like it, it is. To you. I put this into the universe. No, Andrew. He was thrilled with this idea, and he said every time a Reader's Digest comes out, he is going to find a way to work it into the show, whether it's good or not. Exhibit A. (laughs) This endless Endless. quiz. Endless. Really endless. Um, It was was kind of amazing um, how bad Luke was at it. Although, why am I surprised? He was educated by Jesus Creek, and we all know that his science education is not very good. But he's a grown man now, and there's not much of an excuse for it anymore because we all have Google, and we can all seek out you know, rational, uh, reliable sources of information. Um, it's not really the Wild West like it used to be, but I don't know where he's... He's getting most of his health information, I think, from Michael Pollan. Um, uh, yes. And one of our notes is that Luke keeps falling for these naturalistic fallacies. Um, and this goes along with his um, diet philosophy, too, a lot of the time, like with his um, his uh, crusade against processed food. Um, and I know at the time that I complained that processed food is a meaningless term and it doesn't have anything to do with how healthy or unhealthy something is. And that's not a great way to think about individual th- items of food anyway. Uh, I guess I could go on and on and on about that. But this quiz, um, you know, went on and on enough for, uh, for, for the rest of us. So um, he kind of made it very clear that he's pretty gullible um, to kind of internet rumors about health, um, such Mm -hmm. as like the uh, aluminum in deodorant causing cancer. He was very sure that it definitely caused cancer. And he seems (laughs) to think too that um, cell phone use causes brain cancer, (laughs) which I mean, studies have shown, (laughs) well, (laughs) brain cancer is going up. It's actually not. Um, It it really irks me when people think that cancer is exploding um, in like, it, it's not, it's, it's, it's a real easy, lazy thing to say that, that cancer rates are going up, 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 but we know what causes or what contributes a lot of risk to a lot of cancers and it's smoking alcohol and bad diet and yeah. lack of exercise. It's pretty boring. It's not very fun to be like, Oh, I have to just live my life better. Ugh. That sucks. Ooh. People want to like, Oh, I just use this special deodorant and then I'm shielded from cancer. That's just not how it works. <laughs> Shielded from cancer and you smell bad. And you bad. smell bad, yeah. yeah. Don't no. use that stuff. It's There's no reason to. Um, he said something about how, this is so dumb, I shouldn't even nitpick about this, but he conflated brain cancer and head and neck cancer. They're very different things. <laughs> and I know that because I do a ton of research on head and neck cancer, um, so it, I literally am writing the studies on this, so I feel like I have some license to be upset about it. Head and neck cancer is like ear, nose, throat, and... Those are decreasing quite a bit with, as smoking rates go down, yeah. except when they're caused by HPV. Those are actually increasing in young oh. people. So this is your PSA mm-hmm. to get your children their Gardasil vaccines because it really kind I'm of protects that. From. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, we do show all the time that it causes promiscuity, but um, yes. Bridget, right. keep your legs JK, again. JK, JK, JK. Um, <laughs> you can prevent cancer. So why not? You yes. know? Yeah. Um, well, I I feel this way. I mean, this is like Luke 
triggered this in me. I listened to a podcast that I do really like, and I think it's enjoyable called Forever 35. I, I love it. But yes. They definitely go down, like, very concerned about natural stuff all mm-hmm. the time, and I find it somewhat unfounded. I'm obviously not a scientist, but I keep thinking, I don't, what like, I, why? I don't, it seems sort of weird to me. And I get, like, wanting to have cruelty-free stuff. Like, I... That's great, and I think it's a really interesting subject. But some of the natural, quote unquote, natural things, it just seems sort of odd and arbitrary. To it me. is very arbitrary. Like botulism is natural. That doesn't mean yes. that yeah. it's great. Well, yeah. unless you inject it into your face, and then you look great. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes it works. <laughs> hey, I'm not anti-botulism <laughs> treatments. It's just like, it's natural and it can be very dangerous. Yes. You know, yeah. cheetahs are yeah. natural. Um, what else? Uh, all sorts of terrible things. Tornadoes. Um, that was just I strange. Think, I think what really gets me, I, well, I mean, there are, are multiple reasons to be frustrated with, with Luke on this science stuff, but I think what irritates me the most is his lack of understanding of the scientific method. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll I'll give an example when they were talking about whether or not eggs raise your cholesterol. And it's pretty common knowledge now that eggs that eating something that is high in cholesterol does not raise your right. cholesterol. Yeah. Right? right. I, mean, I don't I mean so whatever health things he's reading he's not reading the ones that talk it's about like that, newsweek in 1995 yeah That's this is pop science <laughs> is what this is but andrew andrew was talking about how the study was how if people ate an egg every morning for breakfast there was no evidence that that raised their cholesterol in any way and luke said well but if they're the kind of people that only eat one egg for breakfast they're probably also the kind of people that are healthier in general so they would have better cholesterol and thank god andrew shows that he has some knowledge of this stuff he said well i'm sure they controlled for that Mm -hmm. And Luke was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm sure they did control for that. The other thing to keep in mind is that we're not talking about one egg per person. We're talking about an average, right? Right. And this is also the problem with nutrition research is it's all self-reported and recall is bad. And so you have to take that with a huge grain of salt, which, by the way, is delicious on an egg. (laughs) (laughs) But it just, it it seems to me like he doesn't quite, I mean, there's a whole branch of study That's, you know, experimental design and stuff, although this was a study and not an experiment, but, you know, same difference, where where they obviously, they obviously are going to factor control for all that other yeah, stuff. other lifestyle I mean, factors. If it's a study of, it's, there was a study of 400,000 people, they're, they're going to take all that into mm-hmm. account. Yep, Definitely. Um, we got a good throw your phone from listener Sam who says, I was going to write to complain about Luke's taking his big dog energy out on a cancer charity, but I've now listened to what feels like 3,000 pages of Reader's Digest material and I have lost the will to live. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Spoiler, it is a myth that it's possible to use a subscription to a painfully dull periodical designed for doctors' waiting rooms to generate podcast content. <laughs> Oh, you can generate the content. Yeah. But the quality is questionable. Oh, my goodness. I really 
did go on for so long. I mean, again, I listened at 1.5 and I kept looking down and it seemed like it was stuck at 25 minutes mm-hmm. forever. I was like, there's 25 minutes left. I've been listening to this all day. Yeah. I know when, when I was like at an hour and 57 minutes in and I looked at it and I was like, an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes left. What? Sometimes I bump it up to 2x. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We got a couple from, from Amy, who's a nurse, and uh, she wanted to clarify. So barbers weren't doctors, but they were surgeons. Doctors felt it was beneath them to do surgery, um, which is a really interesting point. Um, and I think, um, Hillary, you you and I both listen to Sawbones, right? That's another yes. McElroy product. Yeah. And, and yep. you, you made it. I do, the, too. Okay, so you do, too. So Hillary put the comment in our Slack channel. Are we listening to a less-informed Sawbones? <laughs> <laughs> it really did like. feel that way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Andrew. I know because he has some nuggets that he picked up yeah. and they're talking about blood humors. Yeah, and from an leeches. SNL sketch from the 70s. <laughs> <That was> so, <laughs> weird. so weird. Then deep down the why SNL is funny or not funny. Yeah. Rabbit hole. Yeah. All right. So have we covered enough? I think, I think we have. Oh, look so. at that. We got a good sized yeah, show here. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we did it. I think we, we covered the hot topics of the week. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some housekeeping then. All right. If you guys want to buy some stuff from us, our merch is at littleredbadwagon.com. It's wonderful. I have, I think, one of everything now. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Not even kidding. Um, our archive project is still going on. Contact Christy to get involved with that. Um, if you love listening to the old shows with Jen, which I know a lot of us do, this is a great opportunity to not only do that, but to help us out with the archive. Um, and you can buy stuff from us on Amazon. Uh, well, buy stuff from Amazon, and it helps us. And it does not cost you a penny. And it creates really, really wonderful content for Friday shows. Um, that's littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. Just make that your Amazon bookmark and you don't ever have to think about it again. That's what I do. And check out our sister podcast, Earbuds and Earworms. The next show is about teenage angst songs. That's going to be yes. a deep well. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> no kidding. Um, okay, get involved. littleredbandwagon.com is our website. Throwyourphone.com. Uh, please keep sending them in. They're like content creators for us we love them and it actually i think it really helps us focus in on what people are thinking about mm-hmm. so keep yeah. on <laughs> what are, what does mike call it the like tom sawyering the yes yeah. uh, whitewashing the, the fence. fence or whatever to our work for us just kidding don't but please be involved um come to our facebook page um the show twitter is at lrb podcast email us at little red bandwagon at gmail.com the voicemail and text is 802-432-8285. That's 802-432-TBTL. And fax Bobby your butt. We need more. Um, I'm not <laughs> I'm not content with just one. Rorschach test of, I don't know. Maybe a butt. Hot dogs. I don't know. Um, 617-354-8513. And with that, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. We really, really do. I love you. Nailed it. Woohoo. Oh, I woke up there with my clap. I'm oh, sorry. baby. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm going to get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I may 
Please me astonished The problem is I got a lot of brains but no polish I gotta holler just to be heard with every word I drop knowledge, I'm a diamond in the rough A shiny piece of coal trying to reach my goal My power of speech unimpeachable Only 19 but my mind is older These New York City streets get cold I shoulder every burden, every disadvantage I've learned to manage I don't have a gun to brandish I walk these streets famished The plan is to fan this spark into a flame But damn it's getting dark so let me spell out the name I am the A.L. You keep out of trouble and you double your choices. I'm with you, but the situation is fraught. You've got to be carefully taught. If you talk, you're gonna get shot. Bird, check what we got. Mr. Lafayette, hard rock like Lancelot. I think your pants look hot. Lawrence, I like you a lot. Let's hatch a plot blacker than the kettle calling the pot. What are the odds of God to put us all in one spot? Pop in a squad and conventional wisdom like it or not. A bunch of revolutionary manumission abolitionists. Position, show me where the ammunition is. Oh, am I talking too loud? Sometimes I get overexcited, shoot off at the mouth. I never had a group of friends before. I promise that I'll make y'all proud. Let's get this guy in front of a crowd. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Let it be. Is it like a beat without a melody? See, I never thought I'd live past 20. 
where I come from, some get half as many. Ask anybody why we live it fast and we laugh, reach for a flash. We have to make this moment last. That's plenty. Scratch that. This is not a moment. It's the movement where all the hungriest brothers with something to prove went. Foes oppose us. We take an honest stand. We roll like Moses, claiming our promised land. And if we win our independence, that a guarantee of freedom for our descendants? Or will the blood we shed begin an endless cycle of vengeance and death with no defendants? I know the action in the street is exciting, but Jesus, between all the bleeding and fighting, I've been reading and writing. We need to handle our financial situation. Are we a nation of states? What's the state of our nation? I'm past patiently waiting, I'm passionately smashing every expectation, every action to act the creation. I'm laughing in the face of casualties and sorrow. For the first time, I'm thinking past tomorrow. And I am not for the way Shot. I am not pulling away my shot Ayo, hey, I'm just like my country, I'm young, scrappy 